This is the podcast, Derby, a Blacklist podcast for this week's episode of the Travel Agency number 90. That's 9-0, not 1-9. So, I'm Brian, he's Dave. I should have made this one like 89, just a match of the year. Yeah, yeah I think they've filled out the 80s, that's the problem. <laughs> so, I don't know, what'd you think of this one? Uh, it was it's just kind of an interesting one. I kind of liked the concept. It, it it was a little bit of a rope dope right from the beginning. Um, yeah, and I mean it had the memento feel from that movie, which which was kind of neat, which you didn't pick up on right away. Yep. Although I did think I looked at this and they talked about the the girls, and I went, are they grandkids? Because they're both a little old to be talking about girls from. Uh, daycare. She made something. She there, there was something she said in the very beginning that you assumed that the children were very very young. Right. The girls were like picked up for school or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, uh, they look a little on, you know, the grandparent side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of pushing that. Um, and and okay, okay, right. And I, okay, whatever. You know, it's bad casting. Um, yeah. When they went back to the Berlin Wall scene, you know, him having breakfast, it kind of I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, what year is this? Because when you first see it, the one thing I actually noted when the opening scene happened with it is typically in this show, they would show the year. Like they'd put a little yeah. card over this thing saying, you know, New York City, 1989. Right. They didn't do that. I, I did. I thought that too, but I went, oh, they showed a, a very, they did two things. They did the radio showing Roxette taking over for Janet Jackson, yep. which for people like me, I was off by a year. I was like, ah, oh, that was that was nineteen ninety, if I'm right. And Ish, they did, yep. yeah. And they did the Berlin Wall. And I'm like, uh, let's see, high school, so eighty, eighty nine, ninety. So I mean, it was immediate right. in my head. Uh, so I assume that was why they did that because it was kind of already there. But the fact they didn't, you nailed it. You you absolutely nailed it. And that was clever. That was honestly clever. Yeah, that's that was the trick they did. So when they went back to that scene, I'm like, okay. I'm like, now, well, that, is he dreaming? Right. Uh, is he? I started picking up something was wrong that he didn't know where he was. Uh, I didn't. I hadn't picked up the memento thing um, yep. until, the, until they said it. I was like, uh, "Okay," and then I was like, "Oh, this is all the wife." Um, then it all clicked. Yeah. I just why. Yeah, so. neat, neat little side story. I had Kevin J. O'Connor playing uh, Dawson, the assassin. Uh, Popular bit actor. Uh, you've seen him in like The Mummy and uh, There Will Be Blood, and he's was that the guy from The Mummy? He was Benny in The Mummy. <laughs> oh, short in The Mummy. I know. <laughs> of the river. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah, when I first saw him, I'm like, oh god, that looks like Kevin O'Connor, and I looked it up, and it was because I checked it out before the credits. So. Uh, Good on him. I, you know, it, the problem is, is when you get one of these episodes where the bad guy is identified immediately and it's a named actor, he's usually not going to make it through the episode. The yeah. way this show has worked. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So I knew that this was going to be a one-off, and as I was taking notes, I actually wrote a note at the bottom of my notes. I said, taking all these notes, and I expect this to be a throwaway episode. And it kind of was. Um... For for the bad guy, yes. 
but I think honestly, I picked a ton of, of undertones in this, and uh, I want I want to go to I want to go to the the overarching story over overtones before we go to the other kind of obvious ones in there. Sure, it had a lot to do with a, a woman not knowing what her husband was doing, and then something tragic happening. I think there may have been some foreshadowing in this. Mm-hmm. Um, some very very heavy foreshadowing, um, and and I think it the end scene with the marriage, which was brilliant. Yep. Uh, really cool it was like oh you know about effing time although she never changed her last name so what's the point uh, <laughs> they were still tom and elizabeth Keene. they just for some reason weren't married uh, yeah that's the thing i mean and i'm trying to remember back when they i mean technically got married the first time where was it not real but before she knew that he was this this crazy super secret man of mystery right awesome when he was just the teacher um well i think did they get divorced and annulled? I mean, did, did I miss something? Or am I forgetting something? Divorce or something, if I remember right. Okay. Uh, she figured out something was wrong. She did a divorce. Okay. Um, and, and that very well may be the case. I just don't remember. Uh, it it uh, it seems odd that they're they're putting such last couple of years uh, force into making sure they get remarried as as well, if they're getting married for the first time. But, I, I think foreshadowing in in some of this. Um, with you know the, the woman standing over the grave with her child or children yeah having being forced to shoot her husband whom at one point she adored and had spent 30 years loathing right and 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 it's all it's also very very possible that there is a flip on this and it's the other way around that and i don't think it's true but it's possible that you know it is actually um that that shoots her because uh-huh. you know I mean? this isn't the Elizabeth Keene show. This is the blacklist. It's it's anybody. The only constant we really probably have is red. Anybody else is, um, by yeah. by title, short of even red to some extent, is uh, what's disposable. Yeah, fair game. Yep. Uh, so I I I got a wondering. Um, did you go bowling there? Like Sorry, I just hit my mic. <laughs> um. So I. This is what we do, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I think there's. I think we're gonna look back on this in six months ago, called it, uh, or you remember that one episode with, um, you know, where the woman shot her husband over the grave of their children type thing. Well, yeah, they made a real interesting point of Liz having to in doing her hostage negotiation there of her saying, "I'm a mother too." And yeah. the woman saying back to her, then you will understand what I'm about to do here. Yeah. Honestly. And, uh, good call. Yeah. Uh, uh, although at the same point, uh, one of the things I wrote down was, uh, why would she just not shoot? Why? She has been planning this for 30 years. Yeah, why wait? She heard the sirens. She knew exactly how it was going to play out. Other than this is TV and it's bigger than all of us. Right, right. Would have been like, bang, bang, he's dead. Uh, I know I'm not going to live. I can't get out of this. Any chance I had is now gone. She had to have been planning for that to some extent, especially after the way things had gone and the one dude already got caught, mm-hmm. uh, saved, um, along the lines of all she had to do was point her gun at the cops and it was suicide by cop. You know, she was done. Right. She had to have known that was coming. 
So why, you know, other than the dramatic effect in Hollywood and all this kind of fun stuff. Yeah, that's really all it was, was just having a dramatic moment uh, to have her, because they always don't fire. They always have to have their one last monologue. It's That's just typical Hollywood. Don't, hey. don't want it. No. <laughs> Seriously, net writers, listen to us. Just let it go and let them wonder. Or let them find out after the fact, go, oh, this is why she didn't have the monologue. She already had it planned out. She didn't need to. She wrote a suicide note. Anything, you know. Right. Let it go. Yeah, let them yeah. go figure it out later by, you know, scouring the house and finding written evidence or something. I mean, as Liz was breaking down everything. But yeah, that was brilliant. I loved that. We yeah. got to see her profiling. Yep. And we've really, really enjoyed it when she's done that. And we've seen it a lot more lately, which is nice. Yeah, let's do that after the fact. Let's get to that graveyard scene in the first 15 minutes. We know the crime. Why yeah. the heck do it? Let's let's do that one. Let's let's twist the whole scene up a little. We know everything's done. There's nobody to be caught. Right. Now we can figure out the motive. There you go. Uh, now you get uh, what's the uh uh what the CSI uh, not special victim the other one with with Donofrio is a little like that. The right? criminal intent, yeah. You always kind of know who done it at the beginning. You're always mm -hmm. trying to figure out why. We could do with some of that, you know. Um, oh, that's good art. I like those types of movies, those types of films where you start me off in the end and then help me get there. Uh, Breaking Bad did a lot of that. The the beginning of the episode would show you what happens at the end, and then it just kind of gets you there. Uh, this, uh, and yeah. we've done that season. We've already very first episode this season. They did that. We saw some crazy, crazy stuff go on with Tom. We talked about this mm -hmm. last week. Mm -hmm. All forgot about. Yep. we're slowly getting there. Yeah, we're uh, winding back to that, and that kind of takes us into... Um, the bad guy of the week, right? And, and kind of the over overarching foreshadowing. So, yeah, let's go into the the, yeah. the skeleton in the closet, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Dun -dun -dun. Uh, yeah, so we have uh, Red uh, picking up Tom at the beginning. Loved it. Loved Again, they did it right away. Didn't pull any punches. But... I know you got it. Let's figure this out. You get the hell out. Loved it. Loved it. But I'm saying F off. Um, I, I don't like a little bit of it because of what we talked about last week. Uh, is that more than 30 minutes ago? What did we talked about last week. It, that's okay. Is yeah. that Red just called a number that was found in the phone? Doesn't know this has anything to do. With, it was the last number dialed. Right, right, right. But doesn't know this has anything to do with the briefcase and the bones. We talked about that last week. Like, he's calling Tom. He's like, oh, shit, Tom's involved in this. But I don't know what this is. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It, it was a burner phone. It was the right. second phone. Still, still. So doesn't... Tom had to be involved. There's no way that Tom would have been on that phone without being involved. But he didn't know what he was calling Tom about. He didn't. He yes. He he called and said, "Oh, Tom's involved," but he doesn't know this has anything to do with briefcase. Doesn't oh, know I... this has anything to do with bones. And it read immediately in the car in this episode jumps to that. I know, uh, uh, Mr. Kaplan entrusted you with the briefcase and the bones, and we need to make this go away. How did Red jump to that conclusion? Because there was nothing there last week that got him there. Yeah. So that's my issue. We don't know, we don't know why. All we knew was Nick was killed. Right. There was no issue with Nick and the bones. Yeah, Nick was. Yeah, Red has no idea that Nick has anything to do with the bones because 
Redes knows doesn't know what the hell's going on with the bones. He's trying to find them. Got it. But he hadn't connected it with Nick at that point. Nick was just a uh, Nick just got killed. Well, no, 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 no. Had he done his own investigation into Nick's previous two weeks, to know that Nick had been in a hospital. Nick had worked with another dude who had also disappeared. He would have said that, I guess. Yeah, we would have seen that. Because honestly, Red was a wasted character in this episode, just kind of tagging along with Cooper. We would have seen. That's a whole other dialogue. But yeah. yeah. But we, yeah, that's what I mean. But we would have. That would have been fun to watch Red do his investigation, finding out about what Nick was up to, finding out about this guy, uh, Pete, and kind of getting involved with it. No, I get it. Yeah, I get it. They 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 did a big jump. Um, yeah, I agree. Unless the guy, the gunman that is following the the girlfriend, he's calling somebody. Who's he calling? I wrote that down. Who is Sir? Uh, maybe uh, he's calling red and then we're going to get flashback yep we're going to get flashback that's going to tie that together so the reason i don't i'm i'm questioning all this as being sloppy writing maybe this is great writing because we're going to get uh explanation that it was red having this gunman follow around right because uh, red tied it to tom and we're going to get something that might do that so the guy who looks like the master from doctor who <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah a little bit I can't remember that actor's name, but yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, so uh, Tom is uh, you know, getting trying to gather evidence about Pete, finding out Pete wasn't married. He was playing this girl. He's a con man, and that's yeah, you know, kind Pete, of all where we are right there. Pete, I, so the Pete thing is a little weird because Pete. Works at a hospital. What could have potentially done twelve years? Turn what state's evidence? Blah blah. Whatever you know. Right. Uh, works at a hospital. Has his own office. Nice office. Yeah. At a hospital where I really kind of got the impression he was a glorified orderly. Uh, he wasn't. Yep. He was not a doctor. Um. Correct. He. Uh. Yeah. And he was. Well, it was at that uh drug testing center where they're doing the. Well, still but part he, of the hospital. Right, but he had his, yeah, where they're doing clinical trials. But yes, he has his own office. But yes, you're right. He was kind of presented to us as just an orderly with, with a specific set of skills. Yeah, and a drug habit. Um, right. Kind of got the, the, the thing, the impression he was a tweaker. Mm -hmm. Those are people that use speed for those of you that don't know. <laughs> um, you and, can email Dave at uh, Blacklist at Podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag tweaker <laughs> um so yeah it's just like they're it's like that was not not that he was dumb they said he was a smart guy mm -hmm. uh i mean they implied that and he just kind of made some stupid basically they said he got in trouble with drugs if right or chemicals or substance or something yes. and that was you know cost him his uh his license or, or whatnot but still he's he's got an office mm-hmm you know that an office well enough that had to be you know broken into with a lock um it was so, a thumbprint wasn't it yeah i mean it was a yeah. well whatever i mean um they, i i picked up on the identity theft thing pretty quick um just the you know being able to get somebody's passwords that quick the only way you typically have that especially when that smart is is when you're 
uh, establishing trust. It's a social engineering thing. Hey, sure. I'll give you my if you give me yours. Um, so I knew something something was up. Other than he, there was a lot of information still to be gained. Um, right. So I, I kind of knew that some of this was was going to turn back around. So. Um, Matt. It makes me think of I can't remember her name. Um, the whole nine yards. Uh. Uh, what's her name? Um, I don't remember that movie. From the whole nine yards. Uh, not his wife, his girlfriend. Um, who was what's his face's dental assistant? Um, it makes me think of her. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a, it's a positive thing. She was a pretty lady. Sure. Uh, um, not Colby Smolders. They're kind of like her too. Uh, okay. God, I gotta look it up. All right. Well, while you're looking it up, so that's really about it. So we're gonna have you know, Tom's got his Dodge Charger, and uh, not a Ford. I wrote that down. Yep. Uh, He's had a Dodge Charger the last couple times. Not not no longer doing Ford Mustang commercials. And uh, yeah, so. That's it there. So Tom is with the girl. The guy trailing them is going to make sure it gets done right this time. And and again, it would kind of make sense that we're being led to believe that he's going to kill them when he's really not. That's her name. Who's that? Amanda Peet. Looks like Amanda Peet. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, I know her. All right, so let's get to the last uh, story through this one and Cooper and his personal matter. It just kind no. of fe- felt like it was out of nowhere and was a little annoying to me. So we have we've complained about this in the past with a little bit of trying to do a social agenda. And and some oh shows <laughs> some shows can do this. I mean, Star Trek was famous for it. Star Trek yep. was all about the social agenda. Um, because that's what they did constantly. Uh with, with next generation, not not the old ones, but next generation was kind of specific that way. Right. And this one this one has now done it enough that it's starting to become the norm and doesn't bother me much and i i actually um i the message that came out was positive it wasn't getting down on anybody it was at the end of the day it was you know most of the cops are trying to do the right thing right it me the hell off that some of them uh, that aren't as a cop it pisses me off and i'm not obviously this is what cooper's message was it pisses me off that some of them get away with it and it's not right um, he's like, I would lay down my life for any of them because that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And Red called him out on it. Like, you got you got a right and a wrong here. You're going to go in here and you're going to have a couple of options and I'm not going to walk through there with you. I'm not going to stand next to you. Right. Uh, Dembe's going to be there to watch your back. Yay, Dembe. Yeah, uh, this is your choice. This is your choice. And, and I honestly, I really, really liked a lot of the message that came out in this one. That Yes, it did have a message. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about oh, it. Oh, it was blatant uh it was blatant uh message there it wasn't calling anybody to task no other uh, to some extent other than the public themselves saying most police are doing their job yes there are some really really terrible people out there that Mm -hmm. do the bullshit um right in reference to the story of isaiah's father talking about him hey he was just just getting out of the car yeah you know shot him six times but uh it wasn't the shot. It was the fact he did it six times. It was wrong. No one ever denied that. Mm-hmm. The guy got through the system. It was wrong. Um, Cooper admitted it was wrong. Right. Um, Red basically said, if you're going to go through the system, you're probably going to get away with it too. That's what he said. 
because right. you're up and this is a bad guy. Right. I mean, I read words where, yes, you're black, but you're also part of the system. Yeah. And you will be protected by that system. And, and and for the listeners out there, we're 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 treading on very very dangerous ground here, and, and we understand this, and this is something we do historically avoid. Right. Ryan and I are two very rational, free thinking mm-hmm. people. If we're wrong, tell us. Yeah, I but, guess my only issue with, but I think that's a fair thing to say. We we are more than willing to hear another opinion. Oh, absolutely, and we want we want the opinions. We want that we want the contribution. I would say my only issue with the whole storyline is, it just felt shoehorned in. It didn't feel like it flowed with the story arc in the story. It just felt like we need we need to address this social commentary and let's just put a storyline into the episode. It was just out of the blue. You know, That's Cooper great. goes up to wrestler. That's why I said I, I'm not against what the storyline is. It's just it just felt like it was just shoved in there. Like they've had this waiting or with what's going on in the world right now, they're like well, we need to take our opportunity to get a story like that in there. But that's how it felt. It just felt like all of a sudden Cooper in the beginning goes to wrestlers and says, hey, you're in charge. You you, you stay back here at the base, and I've got to go attend to a personal matter. The way these stories typically go is we'd see we'd see this is like the this whole storyline is a culmination of something. We haven't seen those gradual steps to get to this point. I think this is a gradual step. I think we're going to see a lot more Cooper. Well, which is fine. Forward. But, but it almost felt like it was just thrown at me. It, it didn't feel gradual. It just felt like we're going to throw this this message story bit into this episode, and we're going to have all the the, uh, the the lines in there that need to be relevant. We're going to have Cooper talk about you know the, the cop that shot the, the, the black man uh, unprovoked. We're going to have the commentary about... I, like, And I wrote this down. Why is it whenever... There is one of these, um, an African-American lead in these shows or movies that they also have to make a reference to having marched with Dr. King. Like, I feel like that line gets put in there to kind of give validation to it. I don't think it was necessary. It just feels like they're really trying to, they're hitting some tropes and just kind of pushing them in there to get so that they can go ahead and hit with that story. Like I said, I'm f- perfectly fine with them putting this story in. I was just bothered how it was kind of shoved in there. That part was was very tropey, and I don't deny that. And you know, hey, you know, we learned a little about Cooper. Sure. I, I, you know, I I think most of this. I think we're going to learn more, and I think this is going to come back because they have done everything they can now, and we we got to go through this. And there's a couple more to go. We've seen wrestler hit a dark side. We've seen yep. Liz hit a dark side. We've seen Cooper hit a dark side. Mm-hmm. Arms come. Around a couple times, yeah. Well, not quite. He he's still the the goody the goody two shoes. The Bobby's still very gray uh, because yeah. of her background. You know, you've never gotten the the idea that she is that she's a goody two shoes at all. Aram, we're gonna see some uh, ethical dilemma with Aram mm-hmm. soon, and, and I'm and I'm I I will I will call it and I will I will you know dollars to donuts within the next three episodes. R will come up with an ethical dilemma on his own to do something gray, you know, uh, black, white, or gray, you know, because he's 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 kind of been there, but he's always gone, you know, quote unquote white. Uh, and it'll have something to do with him being tra- doing his training, which I mean, really, yeah. we had little arm in this episode, very little Navabi, and no wrestler. Uh, yeah. This was this was a Liz um, and a little bit of Navabi kind of tailing along with her 
but this was a Cooper Red and uh, Tom thing going on here. Um, so we, we're, we've seen kind of everybody. Now, now the, in this Cooper story, I, I think Cooper's gonna. I think Cooper may have the biggest questionable decision of anybody based on this episode of the year. Well, what's gonna ha- what's gonna end up happening is Isaiah Hill's getting killed. No, I, I will agree with that. I mean, that's set up so that then Cooper goes on. Cooper now has to go on revenge mode because right now he's saving the boy, trying to you know save him from from going down this wrong path any further, but and and making all these promises. I guarantee it. You know, it looks him in the eye. I guarantee you'll be fine. I guarantee your safety, which means he's going to get killed. I expect him to get killed. As, you know, as he was walking out of the FBI thing today in this episode. No, they're going to do everything to make it look positive for story purposes. They're going to do everything they can to make it look um, good, you know, proof positive episode. But you're right. It is a it is a lead into a storyline. I mean, this this isn't over. So it is a lead into a Cooper storyline. We have two more episodes to go. According to IMDb, there's two more. And then the next episode after that is listed as in 2018. So this might be it the next two weeks until after New Year. So just uh, t- just to put it out there, so we should hit a real ramp up in either so cliffhanger I, or some sort of conclusion in the next two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you predict? A cliffhanger or a conclusion in the next two weeks? Cliffhanger. Me too. It doesn't feel like we're we're moving fast enough to get to a conclusion of a story. Agreed. We'll have that quote unquote explosive uh, fall finale. That will end in a cliffhanger. <laughs> With somebody arm making an ethical decision of whether or not to pull the trigger. Right. Yeah. It, it comes down to yeah. Everybody's pointing guns at everybody, and yep. there you go. That's your show. I think so. We couldn't have written it better ourselves. No, actually, I I, I did enjoy the episode. It just it it did feel a little throwaway-ish because the blacklister I, was. Even I though like, there's a story there, I just yeah. This this I don't know. I like. Here. I actually really, really like this episode because I think there were so many undertones, and we've talked about this all year about setup and setup and setup. Um, and I think there was a ton in this one from a, uh, a not a story, but from a uh, like kind of a foreshadowing of decisions that people are going to have to make. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right that the story is going to come back with Isaiah Hill. That's going to be the big one. Um, but just the the foreshadowing with the uh, the, the parent-child marriage, you know. And trust. It was all about trust. Yeah. There was a lot of, you know, what do you believe? What do you trust? And all of it. Isaiah Hill trusting Cooper. Cooper trusting himself. Uh, Liz and Tom. Uh, the g- girlfriend there, which I didn't write her name down. And obviously mistrusting or not realizing Pete was lying to her. So there was a trust thing there. Uh, th- there's a-, a whole lot of trust going on with this one. And then with our blacklister and his wife. So... Lots, lots of that. This was a, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And Red coming back to save everybody's ass. Okay. Because that's what. Love it. Yep. Any other uh, notes? Uh, Let's see. I got uh, nobody ever shoots out the tires when the car's riding away. I don't understand that. You know, uh, Cooper chasing after the olds. And it's like, you know, he's, or not Cooper wrestler. He's got the. 
one uh, in the news parallel, which was the DC sniper thing. The whole yes. uh, that so having lived in the DC area and having lived only a few miles, uh, I think less a mile and a half from where one of those shootings took place. When I saw that old, the old blue car with the muzzle coming out of the trunk, mm-hmm. slightly more up, you know, modern or or, or technical than what actually happened. That was actually a little scary. Um, it was definitely DC sniper. That was the first thing I thought. Uh, I, yeah, it was, I mean, DC sniper, you know, written, this is first page here, yep. you know, note I wrote. Um, yeah, that's all I have. Uh, that was, that was little, <laughs> and uh, Cooper going into the first drug house and cold cocking that guy. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, out Cold. Oh, Cooper was fairly badass in this episode too. Uh, you know, he, he, his he he was firing his gun quite accurately. Uh, he's he's a special agent, yep. right? Although he's actually, I'm not sure that I don't know he would identify himself as a special agent as much as uh, if we have any federal listeners out there. You know, with his what his rough rank would be, would he identify himself as special agent? Because I know there's a difference between agent and special agent, right? And uh, would he do that, or as you know, what what is he? Is he a deputy DI? Deputy, uh, yeah, I think so. Um, Sorry if I look like I just jumped away from my seat. I just saw a mouse ran in my ran under my feet. <laughs> I got a wild. <laughs> so <laughs> just scared the crap out of me. I'm like, what the hell was that? All right. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, he was definitely pretty badass there. And then we had the uh, uh, really to tie it all together with just the lightheartedness of the whole show. What lightheartedness? This went dark fast when we got to the whole kids dying. Red and Dembe's mini golf tournament. Okay, the mini golf was awesome. <laughs> that was that was awesome. Yep, enjoyed it. Yeah, once I realized that the but they were going to the graveyard with the kids, that got dark, and those kids were two and three years old. Yes, yes. Um, it was like, oh, I mean, that was, yeah, a little like, uh, I'm not sure I want to watch this anymore. Okay, well, this is, I think we've recorded for a long time. Yeah, this was actually, I was a little worried we wouldn't have enough to talk about. I'm glad we did. So let us know what you think. Uh, You know, we're really, we don't really like to touch on the social stuff too close other than just have discussion about it. And if you want to talk about some of that, that's great. We have no problem reading your emails or comments about that and anything else about the show. Tell us. I mean, we're not going to be like, you know, F you. We, we, Brian and I are, we're open minded. We will change our minds. We, you know, we don't have that construct bias. yeah, no, no, we're not going to try to change your mind either. So we want to hear what you have to say. So uh, definitely uh, email us, uh, blacklistatpodcasttrivia.com, or post your thoughts on Facebook or Twitter. Twitch at, at podcasttrivia. You can find us there. iTunes reviews are always appreciated. We'd love to get some more recent ones up there. That would be great. Even if you're not going to give us a review, go ahead and throw some uh, five-star reviews up there. and That'd be nice. Just give us a little love. One of two Blacklist podcasts. We're happy that you spend your time with us. So... That's going to do it for this week. We will see you next week. I'm Brian. He's Dave. Have a good night.